One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of a WrestleGet Podcast. I'm your host, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined as always by Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Fellas, what is going on next week? Not much, man. Um, diarrhea. Shitty some wrestling I didn't care for, but uh, you know, we'll get into that. <laughs> the whole week was pretty pretty bad, with the exception of NXT was pretty decent. Uh, I don't remember seeing a new NWA on the fight. Fight app, like I was looking for it yesterday, I couldn't find it. Um, Impact wasn't too bad, had some more qualifying matches on there. We'll get into that a little later. Uh, but first, as always, make sure you follow us on Twitter, WrestleGetting Pod with one D, Instagram at WrestleGetting Pod with two Ds, um, sister page for the underscore collection, Facebook.com slash WrestleGetting Pod with one D, YouTube.com slash for the collection. And check out our Pro Wrestling Tees store at ProWrestlingTees.com podcast. Um, go ahead and order yourself an awesome WrestleGen podcast t-shirt. And you can also hit up Redbubble at Redbubble.com slash people slash WrestleGen pod or WrestleGen podcast. Because I don't have it in the notes. Um, there's some more stuff on there as well. And some quick shout outs. Make sure you're following the Fig Cave the run-in podcast and the call-up subscribe to all their awesome podcasts and youtube channels just because they're awesome great friends of the show um lots of cool content going on over there and pretty much yeah follow those guys the uh, the rest of the four horsemen of wrestling podcasts no um i do have some follow-up from last week um, it looks like the the post rebellion impact, uh, which was you know April 29th, so last week, um, was the second least watched impact of 2021 so far. This is 120,000 viewers down 25,000 viewers previous week's broadcast. Yep. Go home show had 25,000 viewers more. Than the Rebellion post show. Oh, I thought you were talking about the pay per view. I was like, damn, people don't want to see Kenny Omega wrestle that much. Well, so yeah, I figured. Kind of getting sick of Kenny Omega <laughs> myself. But... Well, I mean, I'm sick of Kenny Omega, Don Callis, the Young Bucks, uh, the Good Brothers. I'm, I'm sick of all of it, but, you know, we, we, we can talk about it later. I mean, they're they're heels. I mean, we're supposed to hate. That's the whole point. Yeah, but that's not why I hate them. I don't hate them because just, they're heels. I hate them they're, because they're, they're predictable. They Basically, their matches are all the same. Just with different biggest, people. I think the biggest thing with these guys, especially like the Bucks and Omega, is they had more fanfare because we as a U. Unless you were watching New Japan every week and following New Japan like super closely, like I only don't lie to me. 
our major exposure, Mega and the and the Bucks and the Bullet and the Elite and all that was mainly Ring of Honor. So, and even then, it was very frequently or infrequently that they're on there. So they weren't on there every single week. Or on there like two, three weeks in a row was building up to a pay per view. Then we'd have them at the pay per view, and then maybe a week or two after the pay per view, and then they'd be gone for a little bit, and then come back. So it wasn't like every single week on TV we were seeing 800 super kicks, 300, and all this other stuff that you know the Bucks and Omega do week in and week out. That's the same repetitive thing over and over again. So small doses they seem to work a little better than every single week on a weekly TV show. Mm-hmm. Which I think we may have just pissed off a lot of the AEW marks, depending on how many of them actually listen to our show. Guess what? I'm gonna piss all of you off later too. So if you want to uh, stop while listening <laughs> now, go ahead, because you're not gonna <laughs> like this episode. <laughs> I'm just letting you know now. But that was, wanna, that was the biggest. If, if you want an AEW uh, fan club. You should uh, leave it at the door because it's not going to be here. Oh, uh, don't get me. I still enjoy watching AEW. Like, there's still <sighs> some some decent oh. caliber talent oh. in there, like Scorpion and Darby um, Allen. Zarian. I'm not a big fan of Darby Allen, but his matches are entertaining. Like, I would be am, the first so. one to say that. So. Like his last couple, the last couple main events on Dynamite with Darby Allen defending TNT match. They haven't, they're not, they weren't over like huge spot fest with Darby trying to kill himself like they were previously. Although this week, you know, he got choked out and thrown down a flight of stairs. Um, but you know, stuff like that, you know, if you're like, he, he's actually pretty decent in the ring when he's. Like given the opponent, and he's not trying to, like I said, kill himself. But, but we'll, we'll talk more. But uh, that's pretty much all I got for follow up. Was just that little. I think y'all are gonna be impact, surprised about you know, some about what I hated the most. AEW, but yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> all right. Um. So let's jump in. We, we actually don't have a lot of news this week. I had a couple little tidbit things here. Uh, one like speculation for figure much of it. So a short little news segment here. So let's get in to the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one nine hundred forty five one four Hulk. All right, and the news is brought to you by Date Nights in the Box. Check out datenightsinthebox.cratejoy.com for a -a one-of-a-kind curated date night theme sent to your doorstep monthly. So if you're going to be not try date nights in the box to help you plan a -a one-of-a-kind date night. You can also save some money by using the code BJ's in a box. Yes, BJ's as in blowjobs in a box at checkout. So sign up for your subscription today at datenightsinthebox.cratejoy.com. Okay. We have nothing. I guess not. <laughs> that is a first. I was, trying, I was trying to keep it clean, you know. Uh, You're trying to keep 
Uh, all right. Well, this, Honestly, this Carl, week, you, the, you um, started off the podcast with uh, diarrhea. With diarrhea. Uh, I think you've already went through the gutter already <laughs> once. So you're good, dude. You're good. <laughs> uh, it is all good. Okay, we can, we can keep the the little the date nights in a box for a mo clean this week. <laughs> all right. So SmackDown. Kind of ties into that. We had uh Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, which was a title versus career match, uh, which Daniel Bryan lost. So apparently, Daniel Bryan's contract with WWE has, in fact, expired. But the big speculation is that Daniel Bryan is expected to stay within WWE. I mean, I think he should leave, but that's just me. I, I honestly think he should go somewhere else too, but there's not really like where else is he gonna go? Like I don't want to see Daniel Bryan in impact or not impact on um, AEW. Like a lot of those guys are aren't as polished as other wrestlers are. Like he as evident from Honor. this past week with the, quite a few of the botches. Uh Ring of yeah. Honor would probably be the best place for him or Japan, honestly. Yeah. New Japan. Yeah. Um yeah. I, for one, if he stays in WWE, I would love to see him on NXT. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's a better place for him. Yeah. I still really feel like he has he has a place on the main roster. I feel like he's... I, I mean, the one thing I would say to like the extent of like him not needing to be on WWE anymore is like they did him fucking dirty for so long. Yeah. I, I kind of... Like, this whole... This whole run has been kind of crappy. Like, I don't think, like, the best run that he's had since he's come back was the um, the Planet Champion. Like when he had like old like WWE title belt and all that with you know Eric Rowan, Eagle Warrior, Daniel Bryan. Like that was probably like the best the best run that he had since coming back. Agreed. Of the newer stuff, like when you turn him face, it wasn't really all that great. I think that's what it boils down to is they're just creatively, they're, they're focusing more on Roman and a couple other things going on on SmackDown that they're not really sure what to do with someone like Daniel Bryan. I, I series of matches with Cesaro or Nakamura would be a good idea, but. I don't think we're going to get that. Or Daniel Bryan is Intercontinental Champion. Why not? Oh, oh well. Uh, let's see. One other thing here, news-wise. Uh, Tony Khan, before... Um, what was this before? Before Blood and Guts. I think this was a couple days before last week. Had an interview with an entrepreneur. Um. And one of the things on here, one of the things I pulled from this interview was um, it was different from WWE. Um, basically, Tony Khan said there's a lot of differences. I don't do really cheap disqualification finishes to prolong something. There are other wrestling programs where you see where you might see multiple DQs and countouts in a week. I believe in giving the fans a finish to the match. 
I believe in not false advertising programs and people. I might hype something I really believe in, but there's a big difference between hyping something and false advertising outright. And I've never done the latter. I think that's why we have a lot of goodwill with the audience. Following through on the things you say you're trying to deliver a show that's in spirit of what the fans want to see week in, week out. And offering fresh matches and fresh programs is a big part of it. You know, not doing the same matches 17 weeks in a row over and over again. So the reason why I picked this out is because, yes, they don't do um, the DQ finish very often um, or count outs or stuff like that. But every single dynamite, just about, I'd say like nine dynamites have ended in brawls. Every well, we, every hell, we had one week as a running. Every, every single, single fucking, fucking uh match ended with a brawl. Yeah. Um not doing the same matches 17 weeks in a row over and over again. No, we just give you the same exact match, just with the wrestlers on opposite sides of the ring, move for move, spot for spot. Miss for miss three months later when you forget about it. Um I don't get the I don't get the whole like false advertising thing where that came from. Like I've never like one thing I can say about WWE, I don't think they've ever like false advertised anything. I they've had, you know, the the best the closest thing that I can remember is Carlito. Legends night thing where they you know prematurely confirm Carly them. but it's also wrestling and we all know that the card is sub yeah. so it's not really you're not really false advertising like we know at this at this point in time we know that there's things that happen especially during a pandemic with travel issues and things like that you know because we're still technically in a pandemic and we mm-hmm. last year we know that you know travel issues can be a little more difficult. You know, travel can be a little more difficult, especially if you're coming from out of the country or even somewhere like Puerto Rico, it's still you know pain in the ass. But that's the biggest thing. The card is subject to change. We know that. We've been brought up with this disclaimer. So it's not yeah. really false advertising. Well, I mean I mean Vince McMahon's been extorted in the past, like just uh you know, um, yeah. give you the card that he's he's uh, advertised. Um, that's why I'm saying I don't get where that that's coming from. Like, I mean, there's been like injuries that's happened, or like maybe somebody's like added to an event, like you know what I'm saying, to a main event or something like that, where like you maybe didn't want it, but other than that, like, yeah, like that's that's the biggest thing I don't get false advertising thing it's like you can't yeah it's he's a not false advertising programs and people so like shit happens it's wrestling like you're supposed to be you know according to Melter, the you know the best or booker of the year and you don't understand card subject to change maybe you should have cody or jericho explain and 
you know, what false advertising actually is in wrestling. So. And, and how did they how did he get Booker of the Year? Dave Meltzer and his you Meltzer you Awards. Would, you would know why? Him. Whoa, you would know why? Because he sucked because, off Meltzer. No, no, no. Kenny Omega is on AEW, so anything Tony Khan does with Kenny Omega is gold. Come on now. Yeah. Kenny Omega. Kenny, by if God, five-star Omega. Kenny blowjobs everyone he can find just to get a paycheck. I mean, if I'm going, if I'm going Booker of the Year, I would probably go like William Regal. (laughs) I'm with that. (laughs) (laughs) I think they actually mean like actual Booker, not kayfabe Booker. (laughs) I don't know because in that aspect, it would actually be Triple H because he's the one that books all of NXT. Is he the one that's booking it now? I thought uh, I thought William Regal was booking it. No, it's supposed to be like the general manager of NXT. Triple H actually is the uh, the booker for NXT. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but now if he's going with actual bookers, I would went with Booker T. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean Booker T is will always be Booker of the Year. No. <laughs> oh. Oh man, but yeah, I just I happened to come across that interview. I saw a link for it, so I read it and I was like, what kind of bullshit is this? Like, God, like Tony Khan, get your head out of your ass. Like, seriously. Oh. Um, let's go on to that. Let's go to some figure news. One little quick little tidbit here for figure news. Uh, Brian Clark, the former Adam Bob Wrath and member of Chronic. Um Twitter, someone had asked him about, you know, if he has any, if he has all his new action figures or has all his figures from throughout his career. And he said, yes. And he also said that, and he said, he's looking forward to the new figures uh, coming soon of Adam Bomb, Wrath, and Chronic. So I know if that just means we're getting Brian Clark, you know, Adam Bomb in his Chronic gear, or if we'll actually see a Brian Adams. Um, in his chronic ring of tiger as well. So with that, with the uh, the wrath figure as a potential, somebody needs to get in touch with Kurt and get me a mortis. Damn it! I have no idea who we're talking about, so it's okay. You don't know who Adam Bomb is, or you don't know who. Mortis is. Yes. To both. To both. Adam okay. Baum, I've at least heard the name, but like, I would have to like look at shit to like know who that is. You gotta remember, uh, I'm like a young, very young person. Yeah, yeah but you have the fucking network. Like, goddamn, son. Like, yeah, but what, see, what you don't understand is, and I'm just gonna say this straight up. Uh, Peacock, I need you to fix your shit because it fucking sucks, dude. Don't even get me started on Peacock, man. Um, Phil, um, from Fig Cave Podcast, uh, had put out a tweet to Peacock about fixing their shit, fixing their search engine for WWE because he said it's like trying to find like buried treasure or something similar to that effect. Um, and Peacock responded that they are, yes, they're adding more content, more WWE, 
content to their network and we'll have everything soon. Nothing to do with what I was saying. I was like, oh my God, like, did you guys actually read what he said or no? Nope. <laughs> Freaking ridiculous. Peacock is a piece of shit. Like, I haven't really watched anything on Peacock since, um, like, I've watched the pay-per-views, but that's pretty I've much it. Do you watch nothing since, what, WrestleMania was the last one? Yeah. But I will say, I will say that the pay-per-views, no issues at all. No buffering, nothing like that with the, the last two pay-per-views I've watched on Peacock. Yeah. I mean, that's the only you know, far from them switching over to, to Peacock from, like, the actual network. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. So that, that's gonna wrap up the news segments. Hold on. So let's... Um. Before before we wrap up the news segment, did you watch uh, Dark Side of the Ring? I didn't watch it last night. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about it, as usual. So. Yeah. Oh, so it was definitely... part two of the Brian Pillman. Um, there should have been part one and part two. Yeah. Well, part one came out last week. No, both so were on last part, night, weren't they? I mean, they both might come on last night, but uh, I watched part one. I want to say I didn't watch it last week. I watched it like I want to say Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, it was supposed to debut this week. This week was the premiere for part one, and part two. They released um, they released it early for part one on their YouTube. Yeah, I may have like watched like a bootleg version of it or something, but I watched. <laughs> I watched uh, like part one. I'll say like Monday or Tuesday, and then I watched um, um, part two um, late last night. Okay, yeah, because I know they did um, the full like part one, part two premiere uh, last night. But then they got yeah. um, also the uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet either. But the the for Macho Man. A lot of people were not happy with how that turned out. No, they pretty much just macho like through like the second half of that that uh that documentary. Like they made him like straight up like seem like he was like a freaking like wife beating psychotic like ex boyfriend or whatever when it came to the like his relationships. It was just it was weird. Yeah. And then on and then on top of that, like who thought it was a good idea to to interview Bubba the Love Sponge and put and like for this Macho Man documentary? Like I don't understand. That's all like some tidbits of him. Really? Like, like what does he have to do with anything? Nobody cares. <laughs> but yeah, stupid, stupid shit. So, all right. So let's jump into let's jump into Bell to Bell. Uh, run down the uh, the week's worth of Target. wrestling recaps. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. I mean, I had to say it like it was. Yep. Here we go. Bell to bell. Yeah. 
Okay, so we talked already a little bit about SmackDown um, in the news with pretty much the only noteworthy thing was Roman defeating Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. Um, I don't think there's really anything else on there. I don't like. We don't. I don't normally get a chance to watch SmackDown. Uh, Garrett, did you watch SmackDown last week? Uh, I think I watched some of it. I don't remember all that happened. I remember the Daniel Bryan losing, and then like I'm. I mean, the one thing I'll say about SmackDown. And I'm going to say this with pride. I am beyond happy that they are finally fucking pushing Cesaro for a world title shot. Nothing makes me happier. Uh, except for he's not going to actually get it. I mean... Unfor- un- but it is nice to at least see him in title contention, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what else can you do? There's not really any like big names on SmackDown um, to put in that position besides like Kevin Owens, yeah, and possibly I mean, the, like the Nakamura is, or something. So yeah, the problem is they have weight. They have on like they don't really have that big face right now. No, they don't. Like the problem with WWE in general is they don't have anybody that's like a big star to begin with yeah but i mean there's no one they kind of do that on purpose um just especially now that you you have like aw um but uh i mean i think you know they just don't want anybody getting bigger than the brand you know i can i can Um, honestly see that because you look at rock and austin like you go back to attitude there and look they were they were bigger than WWE. Yeah. And that's and you got a point there too. Like I think you're right. Cause what has they haven't really built anybody bigger than what they what they need. I mean closest they came was like Cena. Yeah, but I mean even he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I think that's the issue is they want to keep them like around as long as they can. And that's the, the biggest thing with like Roman. Like you don't really see him like he had like a small role in the one of the Fast and Furious movies, and that's pretty much it. Like you really don't see him going off like other stuff, like like The Rock or Austin or Cena. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, we still got some time. Well, um, Chris, I do have to say, uh, bless you. First of all, second of all, uh, you uh, you messed up the notes a little bit. You said there was nothing noteworthy from Raw, but there was something very noteworthy from Raw. Oh, uh, that uh, Team RK Bro picked up another win. No, that is oh. absolutely not what I'm talking about. Chris knows what I'm Tag talking about. Tag team title, Chris, match. Chris, Chris, Chris. It, there's one thing that you know that you know what I'm talking about. And you know I wouldn't bring it up unless it was terrible. So come on, Chris. Whenever you're done sneezing and you're done dying, just get back on the mic and just you, you know. It had to happen. Why it had to happen this week or any week? I don't know. Well, everyone, Chris is dead. 
He's no longer here. I don't know what happened to him. I guess he's just just. Oh, oh I guess back. I kind of did clip the mute button. I thought I didn't get it in time when I sneezed, but... <laughs> oh, no, you did, but it was just funny. Yeah, it must have been after. Me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking about Eva Marie. Sorry. So... <laughs> <laughs> that was the absolute worst thing. I was like, are you serious? I didn't even watch I... Raw, and I thank the, God I did. The only thing, the only thing I'm going to say is, like, everybody is bitching. That they release, you know, Chelsea Green, the Iconics, Mickey James, blah, blah, blah. And then they bring back Eva Marie. Eva Marie has been under WWE since November. Like, mm-hmm. she's been under contract for a while. She's been under contract for months. Like, there's a reason why they haven't debuted her till now. So it's either she was working on, you know, polishing her in-ring skills or mic skills or her look or whatever it is, or she had other projects that she was working on, but she was supposed to debut back in November and back in November around that time, like between November and January. So for everyone that's pissing and moaning that they were Chelsea green and the economics and this person and that person just to bring back Eva Marie. No, Eva Marie was already under contract. I will say that in Eva Marie's defense, that's pretty much it. Um, Outside of I, that, she's probably still going to suck. Uh, I, I really hope out. she took the time to actually get better. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I don't understand it. how you still suck when you're training with Brian Kendrick. I don't understand that. So hopefully she had school and learned how to wrestle and actually be good at it instead of just using this to for 15 minutes of fame to go do some other bullshit. What he gives a shit about. Exactly. <laughs> but whatever. Again, like there I said, nothing noteworthy from Raw. <laughs> yeah, wasn't was um, excited to see more tag team, more tag team action on Raw. I mean, more tag team action. <laughs> that was like, I mean, it wasn't as bad as the previous. It wasn't as bad as the previous week. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying? We got, we got some tag team action, so it was nice to yeah. see that WWE actually has tag teams and uh, tag team titles. And Well, a- okay, Here, here's what I'm going to say to that to uh, disrupt that altogether. Don't, don't hate the, on RK Bro, dude. All don't the tag teams that you're talking about aren't are makeshift tag teams. So you want to talk what about RK make- Bro? They're makeshift. But they're fucking great. I I do kind of oh. enjoy RK Bro, just I, because I, we know it's going to end with that eventually, you know, KO. <laughs> but I, I mean, that's not even the only one I'm talking about. I'm talking about fucking talking about Styles Scott. and Omos. It's, it's not a makeshift way. tag team. I mean, they came in as fucking Black Diesel. <laughs> Black Diesel. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what it was, or what he is. He's, he's, you know, Styles is Diesel. So, <laughs> and that's, you know, call a spade a spade. So, <laughs> but yeah. No, that, that wasn't bad. Um, was this like two weeks in a row without Viking Raiders, though? Because they weren't on last week either. 
So they come back for two weeks, squash um, Cedric and Shelton, and then we don't see them for two weeks. Like they really not have anything creatively for them just two weeks after they bring them back. Of course not. Why would they? I mean, at least we're getting tag team, tag team action. Is um, I'm excited. I agree. About. I mean, they they don't know what to do tag team wise. Uh, no, it's because Vince doesn't like tag team tables. Apparently, somebody Vince, does though. We've you had know what Vince likes? Vince but... likes guys who are big, bigger and stronger than he is, and are taller. Like McIntyre. <laughs> yeah, McIntyre. Look at your guys that are, look at your three guys who are all intention for the world title. All uh, about six, uh, like over six feet. All about, mm-hmm. you know, great. You know, probably what all over two fifty, maybe almost three hundred pounds. All of them. You know, this is yeah. professional wrestling, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. If you, you want to see uh, fucking. If you want to see fucking that. short people wrestle, if you want to see short people wrestle, Garrett, go fucking uh, watch a copy of Hulk Hogan <laughs> micro brawlers Wait, or whatever. No, no, no. You know what? You know what? <laughs> Say that to me after you watch. After I'm done watching uh, Rey Mysterio beat the Great Khali and tell me it's real wrestling. <laughs> but what was that? It was a uh, micro championship wrestling. Hulk Hogan is micro championship wrestling. <laughs> yeah, Hulk Hogan is micro championship wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Maybe we should look at that when we can vintage throw down. <laughs> uh, oh, that main event on NXT this week. Whoo, baby. No DQ women's tag team championship match. Candace and you, Indy. I know you cried a little. I, I did cry a little because I didn't want to see Shotzi titles. But you know it was it was gonna eventually happen. But yep. I you mean know, it was a hell happens, of a match. That's what happens when you keep getting flowers from Andy's Bay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Man, it was all Candace was sending those flowers or Gar- or Gargano, one of them. They're trying to get Indy hyped uh, up. <laughs> uh. But uh yeah. So that was great. It was a great match. Lots of nice spots from uh, Shotzi. That elbow drop she hit, though, off um, uh, putting Indy through that table. Or no, Indy hit the elbow drop um, through that table was was a thing of beauty. That Savage-esque, if I might say. So, very nice. Uh, what else we have? Uh, Swerve got himself a new stable. Some new uh, faces in NXT. Oh, I'm not, uh, I'm not mad at stable. that at all. Everybody's got a stable, but this one is actually it's actually decent. Like, it's not like you know somebody like you know QT Marshall who looks like Kevin James rolling out there with a bunch of people nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> the guy who's one moves the gut punch and he just kills everybody. Yep. Oh. So I'm mad at that. I'm kind of kind of interested to see it. And they look like they all fit together. Yeah. Like, it, it's not one of these, like, just throw people together for no reason. They actually look like they they work. So that's that's the thing. We're acute, the stable with QT. And even, like, some of the other stables in AEW, like the Nightmare Family, like, 
some of them don't really go together. Like, why is Billy Gunn and his kids in the Nightmare family? Like, why aren't they their own little group? They're already the gun club. So why aren't they? They're just their own little, you know, three-man tag group. Um, like I, just that, that I, named, so. I just hope they named Swerve Team the Pineapple. Be great. <laughs> oh, man. And um, NXE, too. We got uh, more Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't really watch. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch NXT. But I watched a lot of the highlights. That that was great. Like deep, um, Cameron wins his match. Uh, new debut on NXT. I can't remember what the guy's name is. Um, but uh, so Cameron ends up picking the win. And he says he's going to, you know, the VIP room to celebrate. Gets to the club. They won't let him in. They said the entire club's been bought out for the night. <laughs> and it's Ted DiBiase rolls up. <laughs> like, you know, why go VIP in just one room when you can buy the entire club? And then there's that, that damn Ted DiBiase. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Like I said last week, this is one of the best things, best things they can do with a legend without actually having them wrestle and still get someone over. It's awesome. I was going to say, before we get into the other news, did you you see uh, Jinder Mahal's back? I did. I saw he was, uh, what was it, main event? That he came yep. back on, mm-hmm. which um this week's main event too also had a banger of a match with um Mustafa Ali and Ricochet. So definitely, if you guys haven't checked that out, check that out as well. Um, I've got a chance to watch it yet, but you know when you have Randy Orton tweeting about a match on main event being you know really damn good match, uh, it's kind of something you want to take notice on. So. Um. Yeah, I know one of the guys is from that one uh, like tag team that uh, Michael Bivens was like their manager for. But I, can, oh, I don't think they yeah. both were. You know what I'm talking about? I know one of them was. Yeah. I can't. I don't think they both were though. Cause the other guy looked different. I think they might actually. I think if, if both of those guys are the tag team that was on NXT. Maybe. It's like I'm pretty sure that's what they. That's where they're from. Both of them were from. Not 100% yeah. sure on that one, but I just saw like a quick little blurb about it. But, um, yeah, I'm gonna s- jump to Impact and save the shit fest that was blood and guts for last. <laughs> mm, I'm cool with it because yeah, we'll uh run through that real quick. Uh, like I said, I, I didn't see a new episode on end of NWA Power on Fight TV this week, I was kind of disappointed with that because I thought. Like, I don't know why I couldn't find for NWA Power. Like, the latest episode that came up on there was last week. So, not sure what the deal is with that. Um, we had the uh, final three qualifying matches. Uh, Miguel and Moose. Six-pack challenge match at Under Siege, uh, which is May 15th. Um, El Fantasmo debuted and defeated VSK. And Rosemary versus Havoc. Announced for next week Impact, where a winner will become the number one contender and face Deanna Perrazzo, um at Under Siege, I believe. So there, 
So that that six pack challenge match looks pretty interesting right now. It's um, Chris Saban, Trey Miguel, Sammy Callahan, Matt Cardona, Moose, and Chris Bay are the six that are involved in that match. Ooh, so that'd be cool. Uh, pretty big time players there in Impact. And of course, winner will face like Kenny a Omega. Pay per view? Is that going to be a uh, no? That one will actually. That one will be on Impact Plus. Which I finally got the freaking sign up to go through last night, um, <laughs> with the code Rebellion X, which will get you two free months. So finally got that. Rebellion X, cool. I'll have to use it because I haven't even used it at all. Or you can just use different email addresses and continue continue to get thirty days for free. <laughs> uh, all right, AW Blood and Guts. Um, this is a match we were supposed to get last year, but due to COVID, we did not get, which was supposed to be between the inner circle and the elite. Um, but now it became between the inner circle and, uh, that was the main event. Which which is probably better because like, I wouldn't want to see the elite in this. Yeah. Um, the first hour of this show. Uh, it was pre-taped, so it was pre-taped like a couple weeks ago or whatever, because um, it pretty much took them the full hour to set that to set up the the cage around the two rings. So, um, so we got that. We got we kicked off the show with Kenny Nakazawa taking on um, Mox and Kingston. Uh, of course, Mox and Kingston pick up the win, but. Then they get jumped by the rest of the, the elite, which we knew was going to happen. This first hour, as far as outcomes, was completely predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody picks up the win over QT Marshall, but gets gut punched by Anthony Ogogo. Uh, Britt Baker squashes some, un- like, not, yeah, and oh, then, you're getting there. Come on, you're getting there. for the love of God. Why is a tag team that is ranked 12 and 0 in a number one contenders match? Thank you. Why did the team who you guys are saying, well, you know, uh, our uh, things matter, but oh, uh, before you can get a title shot, you got to win another match. They don't need to win anything. They're the number one contenders. Why do they need to win a match? Look, I, I don't understand. That was what pissed me off the most. I was like, "Are you? Uh, why? What do they need to be in a match? And then they win anyway. Yeah. So it's just like. Absolutely predictable. What's the point? Making SCU 13 and 0 when they should have already been had a tag team title match. But we're too busy storyline around Kenny Omega and adding the Young Bucks into the storyline. To actually do other storylines involving other people and other titles that that we're not paying attention to, mm-hmm. uh, but we're doing things different than WWE is. Yep. So that's that is the biggest. Uh, I mean, right at now. least they set it up. They set it up for um, uh, Mir- uh, Miro to beat uh, Darby Allen. Because W. Allen gets stunned on a, a fucking flight of stairs. Yeah. Uh, 
And then they say he has to defend his title next week or lose it. So I'm pretty sure they're going to have him be injured um, going into the match. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, that's that's going to be a nice change for Miro because shit since he's been in AEW. He left the company doing shit. Oh, like in a, a position that he didn't want to be in. Goes to a new company and is still in a similar shit. position, doing stupid. Well, shit. I mean, to me, I mean, Darby Allen had a, has had a pretty good run with that belt. Like, it's kind of sad to see him lose. He has, it, but oh. I agree. Like the matches that he's put on with, like you said, like a couple weeks ago, last couple main events for TNT, for the TNT title have been good match. You know, the score, the match with Scorpio Sky. Um, the match of Jungle Boy was a really good match. So to have him to go on to Miro, um, which but maybe Darby in contention for the AEW world title as but who knows? Like we really we don't know. No, it's they're, go they're to with that. So, Orange Cassidy, remember? We got Orange Cassidy and Pac in their number one contenders match. So Which I don't understand I, uh, that either because either. So I did think about this and I forgot about this to kind of give it a little bit of defense. I don't know if because because remember Adam Page lost like a week or two ago to to uh, Cage to Cage. Yeah. I don't know if that put him down in those rankings because of that. Um, apparently it did. I'm pulling up the rankings now because I remember seeing something. Because I think the... Pac and Orange Cassidy are undefeated this year in singles. So I think that's why they're still number one and two. All right, let's see. Rankings as of Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. Orange Cassie is 8-0. So, yes, he is undefeated. And Pac is 5-0, undefeated. So, Hangman's loss to Cage put him at number five with 8-1. and one. And then Cage is 5-1, and 6-1. Which Moxley being 6-1 and one is still... The world title, and that makes it mean more because to put him in a storyline continuously every single week. And you know what, Carl? I'm sure you read it, and I'll tell the people. Um, Orange Cassidy, by no means, needs to be in contention for a world title. Period. Point blank. I like Orange nope. Cassidy, and I agree with that. Like Orange Cassidy, I'm say, Carl's like I don't like Orange Cassidy, and I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, Orange I'm Cassidy glad should be, agree with <laughs> should be in contention. Should the only title Orange Cassidy should be in contention for is either tag team titles or the TNT title. I I don't see Orange Cassidy as world championship material. Same thing with Pac. Like those guys, those guys like main event. Face of the company wrestlers. Uh, Pac had some pretty good matches, uh, especially uh, like when he, he does. first came. Pac has great matches, but I don't. He's not like someone that I can see being the face of your company, though. Well, I mean, I don't think neither one of them are going to be the face of the company. They're just it's it's like the same thing They're with Cesaro. I mean, you're just somebody to lose to Omega. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, that's be essentially Cassidy. what it is. 
Yeah. Like Orange Cassidy's going to win because there's no way they're going to do Kenny Omega versus versus Pop. <laughs> now, <laughs> now what they should have what they should have did was they should have where they fucked up is they should have had Orange Cassidy in the fucking uh, death match. Uh, <laughs> like had the ring explode and he like would not be impressed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> well, but then, uh, it's how it's how sit in the ring with his hands in the pocket, like okay. <laughs> but they dropped the ball big time with um with Adam Page having him go into like a feud with Team Taz with the Dark Order, I. No, like I think Paige should be is they I think they eventually want to do Paige and Omega, but I think if they do it, like I think they are wanting Paige to win the title. So I don't and that's that's essentially that. what's gonna gonna take the title from Omega. Like yeah, I think the so. only other person that can see taking the title from Omega is Moxley, but I don't think he's gonna be the one to do it. Especially since, you know, Renee is you know, do any time now. To have you know have the baby. No, because oh, they yeah, just announced her. Yeah. So I mean, oh, yeah. she... if I've seen pictures of Renee because I follow her on uh, Instagram. Yeah, she's about ready to pop me anytime. Now. Yeah. So like Moxley's <laughs> not going to be. You can't put the title on Moxley. While. So, you know, this is the best way to have to to write Moxley off is you know doing the, I mean, the stuff with him and Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> just have him show up once a month for wrestling. <laughs> well, Paige is like the best option for this. So, um, uh, let's see. Yeah, so that that was the biggest thing. Uh, I think Kenny. I think Kenny Omega probably uh, keeps the title because I'm thinking they're still trying to get convince other companies to let them have a belt. Yeah, and that's that's a big. Oh, you know, you know, they're Did they'd be hard see, pressed um, not to give the title to Omega with you know how well he's doing W's ratings and you look what he's done for Impact's ratings. He's done shit for Impact's ratings. Like yeah. we keep saying every week, Impact is not gaining anything. Any Omega having their title. And on top of that, how the fuck is he gonna come out for an interview and Michael Nakazawa? Is holding the Impact and the TNA title, and the AAA Omega title. Yeah, I heard people were like fucking pissed because Bully Ray, Bully Ray tweeted um, during Dynamite. You know, if I was Impact manager, like I would have my title around the waist of Naka Nobody. So that that's like one of the big things. I'm like, unless you know, this is all part of you know the thing. This, you know, Kenny Omega not giving a shit about their title belts because it's not the AEW title, and you know, it's just you know, just just disrespecting the company that he won the title from. I mean, that I can understand. I mean, it's it it would sell tickets, but I'm saying I don't see the like for Impact fans, but I don't see. Like he's not promoting the titles, like on a on AEW or anything like that. You no, know they're I mean? not. Barely any mention. Like they mentioned once that he was the uh, Impact World Champion. 
And that was when he came out for that interview. Yeah. So. Absolutely. All right. Man. So, yeah, that's pretty much the first hour of AEW. Um, we lost. Uh, Blood and Guts event, which essentially is war games. You just can't call it war games. War games. Because, you know, war games is trademarked by WWE. Um, no, it's trademarked. It's trademarked to only be said by William Regal. Games. War games. <laughs> so, despite some of its flaws, it wasn't bad. Like overall, watching it, I watched it twice. Um, so I did watch it while it was live, or while you know Wednesday night, not like completely live because I started a little late watching, so I fast forward through commercials. Um, and then Carl had sent out a link for us in our group chat that had a uh, recording from a, a fan. Watch that as well. Um, watching the the fan recording made the match available. Um, you didn't have all the crappy, the low, like the like the amateur hour production value of this match. No commercial cuts at inappropriate times. Um, with the biggest one being where at Cage and ascends to the top, and Jericho is giving chase. So this this is the climax of your match. Go to a commercial. I do have a question. Yeah. Since I, I didn't watch this match, how is the how is the finish? Like, what was the finish of the match? Was this whoever didn't believe? Uh, no, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is once uh, MJF um, and Jericho so got on like top of the cage, game. Uh, MJF threatened to throw uh, Jericho off the cage and. Uh, uh, they gave up because they didn't want him to throw uh, Jericho off the cage, and he did it anyway. Yeah. So oh, okay. the stipu- the stipulations for the match there were no pinfalls, submission or surrender. So that's MJF, like Carl said, MJF goaded them into surrendering by threatening to throw Jericho off the stage, which they should have known to begin with that Jer- that MJF anyway. So, so they would have been damned if they did and damned if they didn't. Right. If they didn't surrender. Like MJF still would have thrown them off the cage, which he did, even though they did surrender. I mean, it um, could make sense because, like, you can't like you can't tease that from like an audience perspective and not give it to him. But then also, like, you need a way to end the match. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was bad. Like. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't a submission, it wasn't a pinfall. It was, you know, it, it was pretty much a hostage situation if you think about it. Like yeah. you either give up or I throw him off the cage. Or I and mean the only other only other way they could have probably made it better is if if you know like they didn't give up and then like they threw him off the cage, but then they yeah. went to attack him more and you know, then they was like, Whoa, no, that's enough. Like you just threw him off the cage, like yeah. don't go uh, after uh, him with a chair. Yeah, but the the I think the biggest thing with this, like, um, th- there's a handful of things. Some positives, some negatives. Like, the positives for this, Sammy Guevara 
look like a fucking superstar in this match. Because he is. But go ahead. I I mean, yeah, like he was, but th- this like Sammy Guevara how was a star. He, uh, this really solidified Sammy. What's up? How did he get his head busted open? Um, a lot of there's a lot of chair and a lot of um. Yeah, I saw he got he had like a bad gaff in the back of his head. Yeah, they they all had some pretty nasty nasty cuts and scrapes and stuff from a lot of it. Like there the was one point I where they took the uh, the turnbuckle off. Was, uh, John Spears. Yeah, I remember Spears getting busted open. I don't that think Spears got busted asking, open. That's why I was just asking if it was like whoever didn't bleed. I was like, well, John yeah. Spears didn't bleed. Everyone else did. I don't remember Spears getting busted open. Uh, Wardlow, I don't think got busted open. I might be wrong yeah, on that. I, one. Did, I didn't see him. And um, and Hager, if I remember correctly, I think we're the only three that didn't have any type of had any type of uh, uh blood. Which I may be wrong, but I know um, Hardwood was the first one to get busted open, and it was just like pouring down his face. But um, but yeah, this this match made Sammy superstar, um, solidified MJ biggest heel in the company. Like not that, but if anybody had any doubts on how like JF as the top heel in the company, like the this him as that so like those those are the two biggest pros coming out of this match um santana and ortiz look great uh like the whole match as as a whole is is what it was supposed to be it was a fight it was a brawl and that's what it was supposed to be like you had the the spots where um they pulled back the canvas and you know you had the plywood where um FTR was going for the power drivers on Santana Ortiz, but they reversed it. Uh, Sammy helped them with the the spike pile drivers on FTR. Um, so it was it was actually decent. There were some spots that were kind of dragged out, like it kind of felt like they weren't doing, like they didn't know what they should have been doing at those in those times. But just the finish of the match, like the actual throw off the cell, if the commentary team didn't sell it as he's going to fall onto and steal four and sold more of the height of the drop. I think it would have made a world of difference as well as changing the camera angle from what they showed. Cause the camera angle we get on TV was Jericho coming down and crashing onto a crash pad, which, you know, we know he's going to fall into a crash pad. Nobody wants Jericho to like we don't want we don't want you to kill Curse Jericho. Like we don't want him to fall on steel and concrete. We want this to be safe. And then plus, plus they almost killed Matt Hardy like last yeah. year. So. Yeah, pretty much, and and that was a botch. So you know, just a complete like screw up on their part. It wasn't supposed to happen that way. But um. There's just the camera angle. So you're giving me a camera angle where Jericho lands and it literally looks like he landed on styrofoam with like steel floor printouts on it. <laughs> and like they couldn't even like spray paint the styrofoam silver to match the rest of it. But it was actually a little more like plywood, but I like still. You, you could have done something, you know, to make it look a little better or even camera angle. 
to where they were, the where he was falling. Instead of actually being right there at the bottom and then showing the angle back. Oh, and that's that's the big my biggest criticism from that was was the camera angle. Like you just totally took it out of was out of the match with by revealing too many. Premier just showed your magician's hand by doing that. Yeah. Or instead of like going with the like fake metal, like you just made the stage carpet, you know, yeah. and nobody would have had like any second guess, like, oh, it's fucking carpet insulation, you know? Yeah. I mean, even, even in that point, too, there's some questionable camera angles to begin with. Um, you could clearly see Jericho like blading himself and like a couple of the other guys blading themselves. Um, just very blatant. Like the camera should have been moved to somebody else or to, you know, what else was going on in the ring. Um, once Jericho and Cody got onto the top, anything that was going on inside the ring while that was happening, you didn't see. Because they pretty much just focused everything on that. Like if they were cut, if they would have cut the cameras like back and forth between like the reaction for the inner circle while, you know, Sam or um, not Sammy, MJF was starting to throw them off the cell or the cage. I think that would have added a little bit more to it as well. But it's just some questionable decisions by whoever was calling the shots for the cameras, which it was probably, you know, the Booker of the Year, Tony Khan, taking care of that. Well, I doubt he's doing that. Like, I don't think he has, like, much. Or it could have been because it wasn't very high quality. I was going to say, I don't think he has much yeah. experience as, like, a producer. But Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, the, the biggest thing with that, like, other than that, like, the match wasn't bad. There's just some aspects in there that kind of either pulled you away from the match or pulled some, some but, things that we don't need. I mean, it. It felt that way for, 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 like, the entire show. Like, at first, like, when I heard the rumors, like, um, that there wasn't a crowd there, I was, like, pre-taped. I thought yeah. it was just them trying to, like, not get the crowd in the uh, shots. But, I mean, because, like, sometimes it was, like, zoom, like, seemingly it was, like, zoomed in too much. Um, yeah, yeah, but it was, it, was just, it was just poor production, like. I think that's the gist of the show. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't too impressed with like the the um, setup either. Uh, like, you know, there wasn't no crowd around the ring. Uh, the entrance stage and the ring was too close. And if if they're gonna do it again too, my suggestion would be make the cage small. Like, uh, make the cage smaller. Like the height of the cage is to me like a little too tall. Like I kind of miss that like intimate, um, yeah. like dog cage almost style of like oh, war the, games, like the early yeah, kind of like the perfect size. It's not got a roof <laughs> on it. That's the thing. Yeah. Some there are some parts of the uh, the AEW sell it in their cage that had no like roofing or something on there but I don't know. um yeah so that, that's pretty much my thoughts on there I know Garrett really just did not want to watch that match at all so. well in the first hour it doesn't catch your attention it's kind of hard to want to watch through it yeah I mean I felt that I felt that way with Raw like it was just 
pretty much on. And Raw was back yeah, on that, Monday night. And that, that was another thing, too, of, like, the undercard, like, it wasn't very, like, pay-per-view-y. You know what I mean? It was more of, like, a regular AEW show. Yeah, it was like, more like a, an episode of Dynamite. So. You had a fucking squash match for the women's match, uh, which was kind of stupid. Um, who did Cody wrestle? Uh, QT Marshall. QT Marshall. Then fucking Cody gets punched in the stomach and dies. And that's that that's guy. my thing with this too. Is if you're building the action type thing with, you know, <clears throat> you look at all the shit that QT and his uh, factory have done. Um, against you know the Nightmare Family for like the last month, so to say. You're gonna have Cody come back with one match, beat QT Marshall. There's nothing. Like I don't think this should have been an actual finish to this match. QT should have came out way before that, and they should have beat down Cody. I agree. To to continue, it should have had a bigger blow off. Or what is it? Revolutions or next one, or is it double or nothing? Double or nothing, I think. So. So double or nothing should have been your build off for the or your your blow off for this this feud. <clears throat> Essentially, should have been, you know, Cody, Billy Gunn, Dustin, and um, Lee Johnson against you know the factory. That should have been the match that we got at at double or nothing, and that should have been a blow off. Like it, Cody shouldn't have gotten the win over Q. It just should have been a contest with Factory coming out and beating down Cody, and then you know Lee Johnson, um, Billy Gunn, and and Dustin come out to make the save. That, that's that's what we should have gotten instead. But um, I'm not the Booker of the Year, so I mean, I'm about this. <laughs> oh. All right, so that, that's pretty much going to wrap up Bell to Bell. Let's get into the Vintage Throwdown. And like every other Vintage Throwdown, guess who forgot to watch it? Damn it, Garrett. <laughs> 20 <laughs> minutes, Garrett. 20 Literally, you could have you could have watched this while you were taking a dump. Dude, I actually completely forgot. <laughs> but it's all right. Yeah, watch it, man. Thanks. <laughs> Oh Lord! All right. Know, the Vintage Throwdown is sponsored by StackyCards.com. Yes, StackyCards.com with the Z, the best place to get your card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage, new inventory added to the site every Friday, you always have a different variety of packs. Check out ranging from football, baseball, wrestling, Ninja Turtles, a whole bunch of other stuff. Pop. Use the code Vintage at checkout, and you'll save an additional ten percent. Uh, so check out stackofcards.com today. Today. Yay. All right. So we are continuing our look at Wrestling Society X this week with episode two. Uh, we have Tornado taking on Luke Hawks. That 70s yep. team taking on Team Dragon Gate and the WX Championship match Vampiro 
taking on six. Six Pac. Wait, so, three, right. six mafia. Three, six mafia. Uh, Human Tornado, Luke Hawks. Uh, Human Tornado picks up the win over Luke Hawks. Uh, Whatever happened to him? He re- Like, he retired? Oh. Yeah. Tornado retired. Uh, I think his, like, <clears throat> where after wrestling society pop up, like, all over the place. Um, yeah. Shows. Uh, he went Tornado was awesome. So Gary, you definitely missed missed out this one. Uh, it's okay. I'll go back and watch it. Yeah, she should go back and watch it. So, the human tornado basically is a pimp. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a, uh, he's got balls he's of old steel. School, old school pimp. Not, not that new school pimp. Like old yeah, school old pimp. school pimp. So, he, um, moves are, are great. So, um, he's got, uh, one called the African. Destroyer, which of course is a Canadian destroyer. Cancun Tornado, which is a, a diving somersault corkscrew senton. The DND called Dat Ninja Dat. That's awesome. Of course, the Tornado DDT. Uh, he's got one move where he actually um, kicks like an opponent in the corner. Like he's doing like a two step, like stepping back and, you know, kicking them, stepping back some more. Like Dan- and then he does a split. Dude in the nuts, which is great. And then he's got the uh, the pimp slam, the pimp slam. But uh, yeah, so he was sort of Luke Hawks. Us, um, it's a little matchup, fun fun match. Yeah. Um, Not to be confused with the Texas tornado. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> uh, let's see. We had that 70s team, uh, which Joey Ryan was part of. Yep. To bring up Joey Ryan on the show at all. But this really was like before, like the sleazy gimmick that he was doing, which essentially was, you know, him in real life. So, uh, but they defeated Team Dragon Gate. This is pretty. Population guys. Yeah. I remember what their names were, but it was. I liked it. it was a something, something you wouldn't be able to pronounce anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably best that we don't butcher their name. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the the uh, Wrestling Society Championship match, uh, Vampiro and Six Pac. Now, this match came about, if you remember last week, was the uh, ladder match, the two contracts hanging above. First two to grab the contracts. We'll go on to episode two to wrestle for the the uh championship uh brought out a coffin <laughs> yep vampiro hero brought out a coffin uh if i remember correctly the coffin exploded <laughs> so um like pretty much everything explodes on wrestling it could be a water yep. cooler in the corner and it explodes hey uh kenny can you take notes, please? Thank you. What, an actual explosion is supposed to look like? <laughs> uh, Even it's a may be very dangerous, dangerous, but this is what it's supposed <laughs> to look like. When Vita Six Pac and becomes the 
uh, inaugural Wrestling Society X champion. Nate. No. Did Six Pac ever show back up on Wrestling Society X? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, but if I remember correctly, I don't remember seeing them again, but he could have. But I stopped kind of watching it regularly. I don't think Because so. he feud with uh, Ricky Banderas, who um, um, and that was like after, really like after this matchup, like he went on to yeah. a couple episodes later, uh, yeah, uh, debut. Was this around the same time he was dating China? Probably. And they had the sex tape. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Good old six pot. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was looking for. Uh, let's see. episode two. And Spock after that matchup, those first two matches. There's one uh, episode five. We have Six Spock versus Human Tornado. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, we'll, we're watching the whole thing, right? Yep. All right. Yep, episode nine. He, this one, Garrett, you definitely have to watch this. It, um, but talking Scorpio Sky. Nick, definitely watch it. Don't worry. No. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so Wrestling Society X. Uh, what do we got? So that was week episode two. Uh, we'll get to episode three next week. Let me pull this back up here. Where my tab go for that? There it is. <laughs> we got for next week's matchups. A little preview here. Uh, Filth and the Fury debut episode three, uh, with Matt Cross, M Dog 20, and Teddy Hart. Uh, they're taking on the Trailer Park Boys. Uh, Jack, uh, Jack Evans takes on El Hombre. Blanco and Mascadaro. So the white brother. Okay. Uh, then there's also a tables, ladders, and cervezas tag team match. Uh, Alcatraz and Luke Hawks and those Pulchos Guapos. So Aaron Aguilera and Chaos, which was set up, pretty much set up on uh, this week's show uh, with the uh, Aguilera, Aaron Aguilera jumping um, Luke Hawks after the match. And then uh, Chaos coming out, and then Alcatraz coming out and try to even up uh, the side there. So, so that was set up for episode three. So, looking forward to watching that again. I remember that match the first time I watched it, and it was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty. Oh, man. There's there above the ring. There's literally a six pack of beer hanging above the ring. So. <laughs> Oh, uh, so, so Wrestling Society X episode three next week. That was the vintage throwdown. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been clamoring for it for a month. We are back. The Wrestle Get in Wrestling Federation 
returns. Let's break it down and give them what they want, what they want, what they want. So, who wants to go first? I mean, I can go first if you want. I can go first. I can go first. I don't, I hardly ever go first. Yeah, it's very true. What's that? I said, yes, it's very true. Fuck, I always go first. What's that? I said, I feel like I always go first. You lose all the karaoke. Stipulation. Yep. So I mean, because you bastards <laughs> love my singing voice. I hey, did Chris, did Chris tell you what we're going to do uh, this month? Ah, uh, God, I'm scared to ask. Uh, losers going shrieking up to the quad. Hair versus hair. Losers the same ball in it. Oh God, we're going shrieking. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'll pay off this week. So, all right. Oh. And the fire, I am burning brighter, roaring like the well, fans, welcome to Heat Wave. Uh, what landscape has changed? And the beautiful people retain the tag team championships. And Punk Rock Riot have been fired. Uh, maybe- successfully defended her world championship but was left for a match and you only clue to her attack flowers so tonight we'll hear from mickey james and the beautiful people but let's head to ringside for our opening contest all right the following is your heat wave opening contest and scheduled for one fall introducing first from providence rhode island veda scott and her opponent making her heat wave debut from the Andromeda Galaxy, she is the galaxy's greatest alien. This match is underway. Statlander and Scott have a bit of a stare down before Statlander boops Vita Scott's nose. Yes, you heard that correctly. Statlander booped Vita's nose. Uh, match progresses with a lot of back and forth action. So Statlander hits the Big Bang Theory and picks up the win in an impressive debut matchup. Heat wave regular Veda Scott. Uh, next up, we head to the grotto where the beautiful people are always welcome. Fit to clean the floors. So, Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, and Madison Rain have some word. Uh, Angelina starts off at Original Sin. The cleansing of the heat wave locker room started as we sent those two B Shotzi Blackheart and Ruby Riot packing. Continues by saying they never stood a chance against us. I mean, honestly, they're not even in the same league as us. As a matter of fact, there's not a single team in the back that can stand face-to-face with us in that ring. And if I can be honest for a second, I can't stand face teams without a paper bag over their faces. And finishes off by saying Velvet is right on both those points, but next week we're laying out the challenge again. Tag to careers. Step up to the mirror and face the ugly truth that no one is taking these titles from us anytime soon. All right, and we head to the ring again. Uh, next con, next match is scheduled for one fall, making her way to the ring from the other side of darkness. Luna Vashon and her opponent from Mexico, Ayoko Hamada. 
Uh, huge opportunity here for Hamada against uh, Luna, who made her debut at Original Sin, but like at Original Sin, Luna's wasting no time. He blindsides Hamada after the opening bell. Hamada's down, and Luna stops. And there it is, folks. The Luna Salt and the three. Luna Vashon, another win, and continue here in Heat Wave. Two and oh. Uh, is a rematch from Original Sin for the Heat Wave Television Championship. Interesting first, the challenger from San Juan, Puerto Rico. She is Ivelisse, and her opponent, champion from Fontana, California. She is the head bitch in charge, Mia Yim. Uh, Ivelisse actually gains the upper hand, not playing around, uh, not wasting for the television championship. Um, right from the get, uh, and Mia tries to mount a comeback, but shut down as Ivelisse hits the Desert Eagle to become your new Heat Wave television. <clears throat> All right, and out next, Mickey James makes her way to the ring. Uh, but she as uh, she's entering, go out and back on, and Mickey is laid out again, just like at Original Sin. We have a bouquet of flowers laying over the title. Back on again, from the ring. Title still laying in the middle of the ring with the bouquet of flowers. The light arena. Some eerie music starts playing. Fog starts coming off from underneath the ring. The undead start to make their way to the circle of the ring. Lights go out again. Lights back on. Sue Young, middle of the ring, holding a bouquet of flowers in the other hand, the Heat Wave World Championship. So Sue Young was the attacker all along. If you didn't pick up on the bouquet of flowers, I'm sorry that you didn't see those clues coming. Um, back out, lights back on. Everyone is gone from ringside. Is on your screen, static. We don't know what's going on. Message mean that the end is near. Everything fades to black. The show has been hijacked. And that, folks, is the end of Heat Wave. Wonder if it's retribution. It might be. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's on or off now. The lights are off. Okay. Lights are completely off. Because they were on and they were off and they're off again and they're on again. I didn't know what was going on. There's way too many on and off lights. To have people run out to the ring with the lights on, okay? Like it it takes away the. All right. You have to turn the lights off. It's the way it works. If I've learned nothing from watching 30 years of The Undertaker, it's the lights <laughs> always have to go off. Oh, that time uh, Jerry King Lawyer showed up me CW. Yes, the lights have to go off. <laughs> and anytime Taz made a comeback, the lights had to go off for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. All right. So that was Heat Wave. A very, very short, lazy Heat Wave. Oh, mm-hmm. you ain't heard short and lazy yet. 
All right, Carl, you want to go next or you want me to go next? It doesn't matter. All right, you can go ahead and go then. Okay. All right. So it's coming at you live from a bar in Nashville, Tennessee. As always, there's a limo pulling up. And to get out of the limo, well, it's Eric Bischoff making his way to the ring uh, to announce that he has just been made commissioner of Saturday Night Special. And the first thing uh, that he did as an executive was secure the naming rights for the next pay-per-view, which will be called not WrestleMania, but kinda. <laughs> uh, the show starts off uh, with the tag team match between uh, Ric Flair and Arn Anderson versus Macho Man, uh, Randy Savage, and Eddie Gilbert, uh, both still upset um, with Brian Christopher and uh, Doug Gilbert uh, for costing them the titles at the pay-per-view. Uh, Ric Flair and Arn uh, pick up the win. Uh, you can tell that Macho Man and Eddie Gilbert have a lot on their mind. They're a little distracted. Uh, Eddie Gilbert uh, grabs the mic uh, and says, uh, Brian Christopher and uh, Doug Gilbert, uh, you not only betrayed your faction, but you betrayed it, uh, your, uh, your brother and your dad. Uh, and uh, blood uh, may be thicker than water, but we're going to see how much blood you bleed at the uh, uh, next week's show because we were going to challenge out for y'all's number one contendership because we should be the rightful number one contenders for the titles. Uh, match two uh, starts at Smith, Texas uh, with her rematch uh, with Charlotte Flair or Charlotte Flair's rematch with Miss Texas because Miss Texas won a title off of her at the pay-per-view. Uh, Miss Texas picks up the win um, with a share shot uh, that gets the uh, the match disqualified. Well, actually, Charlotte won, but Miss Texas retains the title. Sorry, misspoke there. Um, Sabu takes on Brian Christopher. Uh, uh, Brian loses the match. He's kind of looking over his shoulder the whole match uh, because he knows that the Memphis Mafia uh, it's, it's coming after him after the promo they, uh, they did in the uh, beginning of the show. Um, but Sabu picks up the win. Uh, the Rock um, and uh, Kurt Angle verse each other for The Rock's uh, belt. Uh, and we see The Rock retain uh, with The Rock bottom uh, and then the people's elbow on Kurt Angle. Stone Cold comes out, uh, as we all know, He's one of the prominent members of the Memphis Mafia. Uh, and he says that he's going to actually give Doug Gilbert a title shot uh, tonight. Uh, so uh, Doug Gilbert's music hits, and he comes out to the ring. Um, and it's a setup. Uh, the Memphis Mafia uh, all comes out. Macho Man, Jerry King Lawyer, Eddie Gilbert. And they beat the hell out of Doug Gilbert, leaving them bloody. Uh, Brian Christopher tries to come out. 
to help his his buddy out, uh, but he gets uh, bloodied up too. Um, and then uh, he comes to the rescue. Well, it's the the four horsemen. The four horsemen come out, and they're able to get the Memphis Mafia out of the uh, out of the arena, uh, ending the show. Oh snap! Four Horsemen versus Memphis Mafia. I like the pay per view name. It's it's not quite WrestleMania, <laughs> but maybe. I was thinking about, na- I was thinking about na- naming mine. <laughs> it's definitely WrestleMania, but maybe not. <laughs> 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 so, I'm just gonna call me WrestleMania. What's your name? No. <laughs> you should name it WrestleMania with three qu- three question marks. <laughs> awesome. You should name it the Mania before WrestleMania. <laughs> 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 oh god it's so great uh. <laughs> alright I'm ready alright alright we are live from the Money Shot Studio in Melbourne Australia we go to the parking lot to where a limo is pulling up who comes out well, it's Jay White. He comes down to the ring, talks about Finn, and saying he hoped he liked his present he gave him at the pay-per-view. And he is here for one reason and one reason only, for the world title. All this music hits, comes down saying he put a hell of a match on with Finn at the pay-per-view, and if he wants a title shot, he's going to have to go through him for it. Jay White accepts and says they will be the main event and we'll see who the better man is. My match one is Matt Hardy versus Johnny Gargano. Gargano ends up locking in the Gargano escape on Matt for the submission victory. He is eyeing the money shot title and is facing whoever he can to get make his way up to get a title shot. Backstage, GM Shane McMahon is making the matches of the night. Uh, Ripley is going to get a rematch against Becky tonight. And Karrion will defend against Keith Lee uh, uh, from a rematch from the pay-per-view. He then gets interrupted by the Gorgeous Gods, who want a rematch for their tag titles. They believe they should have never lost. But Storm and Paige say they they want another shot to try and prove themselves. So Shane books them in a match next, and winner gets a title shot at the next pay-per-view. So we have match two, which is the Gorgeous God versus Storm and Adam Page. Breeze accidentally hits Sammy with a super kick, which allows Page to hit a buckshot lariat on Breeze for the victory. Match three is Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. Becky wins with a roll-up pin when Ripley gets distracted by a masked person. Before Ripley can get after the masked person, they are already gone and vanished, and she's left wondering who it was. 
My match four is Karen Cross versus Keith Lee. Cross locks in the cross jacket to retain. He will. He says he's willing to fight anyone who stands in his way. And time's ticking, so take your shot before you don't have it. And then my main event is Nick Aldis versus Jay White. Jay White hits the Blade Runner on Aldis to pick up the victory. Finn comes down, says, this is my championship. And if you want to try and take it, you better take your shot because it's not going to be easy. And at the pay-per-view, I'm going to whoop that ass. The show ends. Are you going to have a mass per go off? Nah. No lights. No lights need to go up. See, I have fans at my thing, so they can just come in through the the crowd, and you don't know. (laughs) You still should have had it in (laughs) Mebbin. Mebbin, North Carolina. I mean, uh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, awesome. So, Garrett has recruited Jay White. I have indeed. Nice. I mean, you recruited Chris Statlander. Yes, I did. Also, remembers. <laughs> That's true. I awesome. mean, I've honestly gotten two on mine that I haven't, dun, dun, I haven't fired anybody. So, so. I got plans. <laughs> good times. Good times. Garrett saw people on his roster. He hasn't used it. <laughs> I've used every <laughs> single person on my roster. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm honestly kidding. thinking about uh that's not WWE. <laughs> I've honestly thought about getting rid of one of my titles and changing it to something else. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh, awesome. Good stuff. Um maybe giving Carl one of my wrestlers so he can use him. We'll see how that goes. So I think this is gonna be voting and the uh the karaoke station. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We're going to I, hair versus think, hair. Yeah, hair. <laughs> <laughs> not just not just any hair. He's going to be the person that checks to make sure we shave the ball here. <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna nah, take a picture know. and send it in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, start that's, only that's, fans. That's a simple <laughs> the, the winner has to shave it. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that you want to be in second place? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's nasty. <laughs> that's nasty. <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh man. Yeah, so kind of want to do something different. I don't know if it's going to be like a stipulation type thing or like a winner gets to do something. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, got a few weeks to figure that out. Uh, yeah, so to, to be fair, uh, uh, um, they they don't even do karaoke anymore in the Uno games anymore. 
So oh, really? Good. We can... Yeah, they started doing uh, sucking lemons, which is like I guess way worse. Oh man, that's that's pretty bad. I don't want to do that either. <laughs> oh no, I, I definitely don't want to do. That. Well, I mean, I don't care because I, I mean I have a very high sour con- uh, sour uh, uh, concentration. I can I'm good with sour. Doesn't bother me at all. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we'll figure something out. We got time. Mm-hmm. So, um, on that note, theme of the week this week, it is my pick. One thing that we've mentioned for SmackDown is Roman Reigns finally got a new theme. Oh, did he? He did he indeed. Did. And it's actually really good. Well, It is really I good. Know, I don't know if I'll say really good, but it's it's good at least. It's, it, it's better for way. his character. It's yes. better for his character, which is what yep. matters. Yep. And that, folks, is the week this week is Roman Reigns' new oh, entrance theme. My God. That would be <laughs> table. It's actually <laughs> table. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, it's got like, um, it's got old theme in there but it's like it's kind of like version of it so it's not it's not bad it's pretty decent it's much much more fitting than the that shield theme I mean and obviously like CFO money would have had like his new theme like cranked out in no time this new team that's doing it just kind of sucks. He should have had this theme, like when he became like the head of the table type thing. So. Uh, I wanna rule the table. I wanna rule the table. Come on, <laughs> But that is that is the theme. It's new entrance music. Um, and that's that's gonna wrap everything up this week. So, um, yeah, maybe on social media wrestle again pod with one d on twitter um wrestle again pod on instagram with two d's for the underscore collection on instagram as well youtube.com collection facebook.com slash wrestle again pod with one d as well hit up the pro wrestling tees store pro wrestling tees.com slash wrestle again podcast get yourself a shirt and some other fun stuff that we got up there uh a red bubble store and make sure to follow friends at the running podcast call up uh, the fig cave um, make sure you're following twitter at king will rule you great account to follow dude is pretty awesome um i don't know who do like you should be following jimmy king regardless um pretty much it uh yeah so, on behalf of myself, Kirsten Heat Matthews, Garrett G. Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, this has been episode 91 of the WrestleGannon Podcast. Thank you for spending some time with us, and we'll chat with you all next week. Later, Marks. Later. PG. We're in the PG area, y'all.